Mark, you've been busy. I've been busy again. You've been busy with those, that, those intros. Busy and busy and busy. Well, you said I've got to make a few every now and again, so I thought, why not? Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's coming along, isn't it? That is a 9.5 out of 10. 9.5. What would push it over the edge? I don't know, but that's a good one. <laughs> well, welcome everybody to another edition of the Portsmouth Basketball Podcast. I am Mark. I am Paul, and we are in our northern... Our northern office. Northern studio. Northern so, location. I wonder if anyone will pick up that it sounds slightly different. It, it, well, I don't know. More intimate in here, isn't it? A bit we, closer. But we haven't got northern accents. No. And that's the important one. Yeah, yeah. I didn't bring my passport. I know we're very far north, but you know. yeah. So, we better get cracking. How is everyone listening today? BBL, there's been a lot of activity. NBA, there's been a lot of activity. Yeah. In, the, in England, it's been very stormy, Mark. It's stormy like the BBL. Yeah, super stormy. But I'm going to kick it off this week. Look out that window, Mark. Look at, look at the trees. Yeah, they're not happy. Being thrown around. Thrown around. Yeah, even down the beach, there's some uh, nice big bits of wall that have been moved. So, yes, if you are listening and you are uh, enjoying the breeze, I hope you haven't had too much damage going on. And if you're in different countries, well, I'm sure you're enjoying lovely sunshine or snow. So I'm going to kick off this week, and I'm going to start with the NBL. Are we having a jingle? We can have it. What jingle would you like today? Well, and the reason is because the NBL is our national basketball league in the UK, and as we've said before, the BBL is its own thing. It's its own tier. It's a you know a pyramid of one, so to speak. But the NBL from the Portsmouth Force. In, in Division 3. The mighty Portsmouth Force, Mark. The mighty Portsmouth Force. Yes. Then you've got Division 2, then you've got Division 1. And in NBL, Division 1, Essex Rebels had a crowd attendance of 1,077. That is BBL standard. That's really good, isn't it? That is BBL standard. And I just want to start with that. So congratulations to them. And, you know, it's nice seeing lots of people going out to watch what is, I would say, arguably the core of basketball. In, our, in the UK because if you think of all of the local league teams and then you have the divisional local teams and then you have BBL it's achievable isn't it it's like achievable people a, can see a local league team could start a team and you could end up in the NBL Div 1 yeah. and when we've interviewed people like Simon and we've interviewed Rob and Tom and a lot of the people who have come up through just doing their fun fundamentals basic basketball then getting into local teams and then local leagues and progressing through when you see an nbl team that's like the top tier that you progress to bbl is its own thing and obviously you'd love to get there but you also have euro league you also have nba so they're all separate products but nbl was where you can get to so i thought that was amazing well a thousand, thousand people that's massive thousand seventy seven. that's massive that's fantastic big, big so, credit to them yeah massive. i mean that is a attendance worthy of bbl standard that's that's the sort of attendance that you know arguably if there was enough seating i'm sure we could get in <laughs> maybe i mean i know is it red and rockets they were looking at there yeah as well um and i think there was a brighton team that were looking at it so maybe we should add essex as a third potential going into third the bbl potential. They've got the 
sounds like the capacity, got and, the capacity they've got and they've got the love for it and they've got people who want to go and watch it so and that's why i wanted to bring it in because i think it's lovely seeing people wanting to go and watch basketball yeah and that's a divisional league the bbl it's got all the razzmatazz it's got all the showtime stuff we get that this is national league they still have a level of that there's that many people going to watch it. Yeah. That's really encouraging for when you see the force, when you see other teams all progressing through. And when you said the only thing I was slightly disappointed about this yes. was I couldn't look up and tell you where Essex were in Div mm. 1 standings. Yeah. And um, I'm going to continue with us just being honest with this. And that's why I think a lot of people are enjoying listening because we're saying it how we think and how we feel. And we're saying it yep. straight up. And a lot of people are like, look, you're taking away a lot of the BS of what people sometimes hide um which is um at the moment there's a problem with the basketball england website so you can't actually go on and look <laughs> at the current standings for anyone in the b oh, in no. the nbl um so <laughs> it's uh yeah like that's the first thing i went i can go and look at their um fixtures and guess and summarize it but i just thought hang on you know come on basketball yeah, england get, drop the get, ball the, there. get the tables um up I mean, maybe they're waiting until it's a bit more substantial, like do five games in or something. Do it manually. I don't care. It should be a service it they should, should be, be providing. It should be. Everyone's but, um, pay, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're a player, you play. You pay into the league. Correct me if I'm wrong. You do. Yeah. Um, so where's that money go then? Uh, I don't know about the financial side of uh, stuff. No, but, I'm just saying. But everything else is there. And you got to say... For the actual BE organization, it is amazing as far as what they're doing. And if you look at the website, you see everything. It's brilliant. It's like, oh man, just come on, get the tables up. I just want to see where the force are in the in the rankings, you know, compared to everyone else and stuff like that. And then when you mentioned that, um, uh, is it was it Essex Essex what? Essex Rebels Essex Rebels? First thing I went to do is right. Let's see where they are in the table. Oh, it's not up. It's not up yet. So, um, so yeah. I have a theory about that what the actual table standings so one of the things that i noticed when we brought everything over into talking basketball and we moved it all across we were still out of season for the bbl we hadn't started yet the season for the nbl and the nba obviously hadn't started so we were effectively out of season for basketball and we were up in like sixth in the charts then and we'd only just started and thought that's weird it's because no one else was it's almost like people take a break for uh, like, okay for like three or four months then then as more thing are we like happened, we went millionth down. now no not at all we're like okay. 11th oh, yeah oh, we, we're right. still really really good in the charts and globally we're doing really well you know so thank you everyone for listening by the way it goes without saying we really massively appreciate it we hope you enjoy the show um but it's the amount of activity and that activity, there's, I know there's something you're going to be talking about later that has had loads of activity talking about it on the internet um, with people trading th this week. And that's where you see all these shows come up and you see all the activity come up on the internet. But other than that, things go very quiet. So I think, genuinely, it's just everyone warming into the season. And they're like, oh, okay. oh you know, they're just picking up. Oh, oh, we've got to get these tables out. Oh, we've got to do all this. It's like, yeah, you should be ready for all this stuff. You know, there's... Some teams don't even get their, uh, their their schedule out or let people know when their next fixtures are coming up. You know, you're seeing all sorts fixtures of fixtures are quite uh, are always quite a challenge. But yeah, I mean, the table, whatever code or whatever 
setup used from the previous year, you should be able to just translate that, I'd imagine. I mean, that's, this, this is coming from a web design uh, perspective as well. That should be fairly straightforward. It's just a spreadsheet and um, you put the numbers in and you put it out there, even if it was yeah. really basic. Even if you didn't have all of the breakdown of the scores, just that here's the score. That's all I want yeah. to see. Where's the table and here's the score. But I, I don't want to be too harsh on B because they do a lot of great stuff and yeah, it's, just, it's just the standings. I just want to see the standings. So I it's think just... that is the area if they polish it up because ultimately... You know, as much as the BBL is a great product and they're doing some good things with it, it's a product. And the BBL is very clear that it is a product. It's not a, it's not a necessarily a league on its own. It's a product. Like the NBA, it's yeah. a product. The NBL is a league. And like all football leagues, there is something, it's certainly in the UK, that people would understand or at least relate to. Even if you don't follow football, you understand there's a tier system. You start yeah, here, well, you progress up. The Americans start, I guess, with like the whole Wrexham thing. They're starting yeah. to learn, oh, hang on, you have a bad season, you're relegated. Yeah, you're yeah. out of the league. You go yeah, down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you look at baseball, you look at NFL, you look at the NBA and NHL as well. They don't have tier systems. So when, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe there is one in NHL. I'm not sure on that as much. Those sort of things, they're realizing, oh, it's not just a league of one. Yeah. It's a league of many, and you can drop if you don't have the funding or you don't have this or something changes. So, yeah, very interesting. But oh, big shout. What is it? Essex Cobras. Big shout out. Rebels. To them. Oh, oh, Essex Rebels. If you want to change your name to the Cobras, though. No, it's because the Ports Force has taken on the uh, Cobras this, this week, and that's why that's in my head. So, the Essex, Essex Rebels. Rebels. Well, the big D1 shout out to them. I'd like to, th I'd like to think. That they're uh, near the top of the Div 1 mark. I'd like to think so. How are they getting on in the season? We will never know. I don't know. I literally saw it as a, as a, a news uh, and it saw it flash up and I thought, that's awesome. Yeah. So I just wanted to give them a shout out. Well, there's yeah, a that's... potential BBL team coming. Maybe, but let's take you over to the BBL. You've got something on the BBL this week, haven't you? I have, Mark. And uh, I, I think I'll go for um, I'll go for that one. No, the one underneath it. Mark, that's it. The buzz is gone. Season's over. <laughs> Season's over. So I said this to you before. If the Lions go to the Eagles' nest and get that win, the season is over. And I'm sticking to my guns, okay? Now, what I would say, and again, this is me just being honest, when I'm reading, um, when I'm reading quotes such as, it's tight in the BBR Championship as we head into Week 8, it's not tight. The season is gone. It is over. Definitely for the top spot in the championship standings anyway. I mean, let's look at this. London, 11-0 at the moment. Um, Caledonia um, are the only one, uh, are the next team, I'd say, with two losses. Um, but they've only played seven games. And then you've got Bristol with three losses and they've only played um, uh, ten games. So... I mean, as a mathematician, I'm looking at that going, you know, looking at those stats, there's probably a good chance that those teams there are going to end on maybe around 10 to 12 losses if that pattern continues. Um, London Lions, they have had a few close games. You bring in statistics in it already. Yeah. It's, it just turns into maths at a certain point. Like, you know, we're, we're a, over a quarter of the way through. You we're, like maths homework. We're approaching a third of the way through the season. London have had a few close games. I mean, I will go as far as to say, and I said this to you before, I think they might 
by the end of the season, pick up maybe three, four losses. And then what did we do? I, look, I, I just showed you last season standings. And what the first thing we saw, London Lions top four losses. And I went, oh, OK, that looks like it's going to be a similar end, end standings than last year. Um, and it's, yeah, um, I mean, I'll be honest, when I look at the table now, I kind of ignore the top one. The rest of it is definitely tight. <laughs> you ignore them. You just ignore it. Well, you know, they, they've won. That's it. The season's over. Like, as far as the, the, the league is concerned, I would, I'd say give them, the, give them the trophy now and say see you later. If they lost, they're not going to lose three or three, four in a row and it's suddenly going to be on the cards again. Sorry, I've got the squeakiest chair in the world as well. Yeah, yeah it's your bones. Do you know what? This is this is leading into the uh, uh, point I'm going to make. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw it in with this one. We can mold it in. You say Bristol. You say that about London Lions, Bristol Flyers, Caledonia. The Flyers. No, no. I'm saying London Lions are running away. They're running away from everyone else. I think it is a tight season, and everyone can beat everyone. But I agree with that. I want to say that the Flyers, they lost their first three games. Yeah, and a couple of them, maybe they could have done a bit better. They were finding their feet. They've now gone seven straight wins. Yeah, they're doing all right. And they're second in the league. And I know they've got two games on Caledonia, but they are second in the league at the moment. And I I don't know. I, I, they were a team that I, I, you know, I fancied them as a team. I like their logo. I like what they were doing and everything. But seven straight wins, that's pretty impressive. Um. So, yeah, I wanted to give them a shout out this week because I think that's that's worthy, you know, from having a rocky start and having three losses where at least one was a throwaway. And and those wins uh, that they've had are, are not difficult. Uh, they're not, sorry, easy wins either. They've had, they've had some tough ones. But unless they can knock the lines hey, off. Hey, Bristol are not far from us, Mark. That's not, not that far. They're not. They're not at all. Go down to Ashton Vale and uh, check them out. But... I, I agree with you. I think it is a bit. It does seem a bit over. And then I guess the question is, if it does feel over like this, what's the incentive to watch? Well, I, there's definitely incentive to watch because I think the rest of the teams playing each other, everyone's beating everyone. Um, there's a couple of times someone's taken, um, got London quite close. Like we saw the Eagles um, at the Copper Box. You also, you know, the one fixture I'm looking forward to now, I haven't got it. I know you're going to throw me under a bus and say, yeah, where is that? Anyway, the one fixture I'm looking forward to now is when London have to travel uh, to, to Scotland because the Gladiators are undefeated at home. And that is something I'm looking yeah. forward to. And the Gladiators are also third in the table they've only got two losses yeah. so if anyone's going to push them i think it's the gladiators they've got their stadium now um and some of those games they've had i will say on all of these bbl games one thing that really does stand out and it was a bit like that nbl game was the crowds they're really getting behind all the teams and really providing a great atmosphere that you're not seeing any of the tick you're not seeing any of these games on the highlights watching them full sky however you're you know viewing them that the crowds are there and they're really getting into it yeah so that's really positive to see certainly for, for basketball within the country it's really good to see that all of those people want to be involved in it 
Um, well, my, I, that, that's my point. I just want to say congratulations to the London Lions. You have won the... Wow, 2nd of you, November. You're you calling won. that. Yeah, I'll call it that. It's over, Mark. It's done. It's done. You know, if they lose the next three games, then I'll, I will apologise and um, and eat my hat, as it were. But, um, yeah, the season's over. As far as that top spot, season's over. But, look, the rest of the teams, are, it's exciting games. I mean, you just need to look at what like the game tonight. It, it, it's all exciting games coming. So, so you got an, yeah. you've got another game you want to talk about? Yes. Do I? Caledonia. Gladiators, yeah. So we there there was a uh, hang on. We I need, I need I need a buzzer for this, Mark. That, oh, I'll do that one. That's fine. So we've got to talk about the Gladiators, Caledonia Gladiators, undefeated at home, and they took on the Leicester Riders. And if you have not seen the highlights, go and look at the highlights. It finished 84-83, and what? A finish. What a finish. But before I talk more about the game, I want to show you something, Mark. We've been talking about this for a while. Look what I found. This that, is that the, the, the <laughs> Caledonia <laughs> Gladiator kit. We've been saying, tartan I said, I the hope side. there's a tr tartan that's, trim. That's where we saw it. And that's, look, look at that tartan. I said down the side of the, yes. That makes sense. That is Man, absolute that genius. Right, you've got some homework. I've got some homework for you. What? You were so obsessed with that tartan. Yeah. I want you to find out if there is a clan that is associated with that particular oh, type I'd, of tartan. I'd be shocked if it's not like a clan in that area. Uh, well, I'd be shocked. The Caledonia, they used to be Glasgow Rocks, didn't they? And it's Glaswegian. It's in that area. So I just, you know, you have your Scottish heritage. There's your homework. That's all you got to do for next week. You just got to find out. Oh, if there is. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can think of giving you some homework as well. But anyway. No, we'll tell you what. Why don't we just, why don't we speak to Caledonia? We'll speak to the media team and yeah. see if they can let us know. I'm sure there will be reference to a clan nearby for sure. Um, that is cool. It's, well, we, we, we've been saying it. I want, there's got to be tartan trim. The only way it could be better if it actually felt like tartan on the is side. It, is it only on the light blue? Kit? I don't know. No, 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 no. Look, look, let me go back. Let me, like, I want so to see. For those, is it on the dark blue kit? Obviously, no one can see what I'm doing, but I've taken a picture of it's these released. two kits. So look, there's the oh, dark blue the dark, kit. Yes, and it's got the trim. Oh, we said it. Oh, do you know what? I think I prefer it on the light blue trim. Actually, I didn't pick up on that. If I'm honest, I no. did not pick up on that. So I'd like to think that um, they changed their kit. Yeah. Based on us saying that yeah, they weren't tight. That's what happened. As as we like to say. <laughs> Caledonia, you're welcome. You're welcome. You are welcome. Going into the uh, the Coliseum. <laughs> so the Leicester Riders are at the Coliseum, Mark, um, a few days ago. And look, we got a talk about the fact that still undefeated. Patrick Whelan with 24 points, four rebounds and five assists. I got to say it like that because he was on fire. Yeah. He was outstanding. He was bloody outstanding. I got a talk about towards the end of the game. He had a huge, huge clutch three-pointer. And then he took a charge straight after. I love it. I love seeing clutch charges. It takes a lot of testicular fortitude to take charges. And he took it. Um, I also think 
Um, I want to say that three at the end, I think it might have been a back-to-back three. I think he hit two threes in the last couple of plays. Um, wow. And it was great. He hit this huge three. And then, you know, the um, one of the outstanding players for the Leicester Riders, um, I don't know his first name, but McKenzie. He's, he, I would almost say, some, one of the poster boys for the BBL. Yep. Um, he had, again, you got to say, a huge shot where he he might have lost the ball for a split second, drove in top of the key, jump shot, boom, um, took the lead by one point. With seven and a half seconds left, or oh, hang on, I'll be specific, 7.7 seconds on the clock mark. Oh, it came down to Patrick Whelan once again, and his court vision. Um, so one of his assists came in this last play with seven seconds left. Patrick Whelan pushed the ball down, down low to Clifton Moore. Arguably, arguably one of the clutch plays of the season, um, potentially. And um, yeah, Clifton Moore, baseline. No, was it baseline? In the key uh, towards the left-hand side. Turn around. Boom. 84-83. And... Um, Huge clutch plays. Huge clutch play from Clifton Moore and Patrick Whelan. But, but I've got to say it, Mark. Got to say, the Riders could have won. Now, if I said to you, McKenzie had a shot just inside the three-point. I think his feet might have been on the three-point line. Um, I won't say it wasn't contested because there was a guy very close to him. But it was it was difficult to see from the angle of the TV, what that I saw. Um, but it looked like it was contested, but the guy had already passed him. So it wasn't wide open, but he didn't have long left. And I want to say it Are might have been an choked? air ball. It might have been an air ball, really? or it was. It might have touched the front of the ring and bounced down. I couldn't see it, but it was, it was close, but it was like it didn't even go anywhere near the rim, really. Um, so so he, he doesn't make the list for a person you'd want shooting. I tell you what, look, shot he, he's clutch. He is clutch. He's one of the best ball handlers in the league. But um, he has got not that day. Got to be disappointed. He's got to be frustrated with himself. Um, Arguably, those are the shots that make the difference. He, I think, I want to say he could have won the game. He could have won the game. I mean, you got that guy shooting for the game. You, you, you take that. You take that. But um, didn't go in. So you know that. I'm not going to take anything away from Patrick Whelan. Um, and uh, Clifton Moore, yeah. But uh, great game to watch. So if you, you haven't seen the highlights, check out those highlights. Um, great game. Can I just say, make a point, Mark? I've got another point on highlights I want to talk about. Do it. Um, there we go. Some of the highlights, I think they should be more... Um, uh, they should involve more highlights in the BBL. So what I'm noticing in the live games there might be a bit of action a bit of argy-bargy you know uh, the guys coming from like us from watching 80s basketball 90s basketball we love watching that physical play and when you're watching live games some of these guys you can see they're they're frustrated they're they're not best friends that you know it's it's great to see when you get competitors like that go in for it um that doesn't translate into the highlights no it doesn't 
It doesn't. Like, if you have two guys really going for each other, I'm not talking about a punch-up, but if you've got two guys, show that. Show that. That's what people want to see. That's what creates the the excitement in an all-star game when these two players are now north and south going against each other and everyone's yeah. kind of, you know, picking their guy to win. Um, I just don't understand it. It's like... and. I, I apologise if I upset anyone now, but what I'm going to say is, in England, we're a bit like, oh, you, you know, we can't have that. That might upset someone on TV. That you, you know, oh, we we can't show that physical stuff. That's what we want to see. You'll put UFC on and boxing when two people are trying to kill each other, but we won't put two people in a basketball game pushing each other. I don't get it. Show it. Show it. Show the frustration. Yeah, I think there's an element of. Um control like we've seen from the bbl and we, we've seen it quite f through a few things um controlling what the package is what this you know what the bbl as a entity is how it's presented how the world see it what they want to show etc etc um the marketing all those things so i'd imagine there's a whole element of control surrounding that but yeah i'm sure that's what it comes down to but you know as a basketball fan i'm saying I would love to see a bit of argy bargy, a I, bit of frustration from the players. I know it's in, good to see. I know in the European leagues, I know some of those games they they show all of it. They show all the frustration. They show all the excitement. Yeah. And the, over here, something happens. Bam! Turn away and focus on the coach. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I, I want to see that. Like I want to, you know. And do you know what I think? You're right in that because it's doing one thing that makes people. Um, I want to say step back from the BBL, but not embrace it as much. And that is, it, if you don't see the passion, you can't be passionate about it. And you can't have, like, who's your favorite player in the BBL? I don't know. Whereas if you say, who in the NBA? Oh, they just showed a highlight of someone doing this. Dylan Brooks got his ass beaten and something like that. Where you go, well, I know who he is because he's a character. And they've shown him do things. And they've shown him do, you don't have to like him. Like Reggie Miller. He leaned into the fact that he was the villain, but he was amazing. And everyone knew, even if people didn't like Reggie Miller and he was on the opposite team, there was a grudge match, whatever it was, he was like the Darth Vader, but you knew who he was. Yeah. And I can understand in the BBL, they're trying to build this league and build this whole package. But we haven't got too many people that, even in the basketball community, would say, oh, have you seen this player? And I feel, and not feel sorry for the players in that respect, but you go, that's ultimately what they really want. Mm. That's what, you know, when you go to the NBA, you want to be a superstar. Yeah, I I, I think they should, um, with, the, with more of the highlights. passion. Play, yeah, play. play. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'd, passion is the word I'd use, but it's just maybe show realism, the frustration where two players are going for each other. Play it, because that creates rivalry. I mean, look at Magic and Bird, what like that yeah. created. Um, look at the the Pistons and and uh, going for Jordan. Um, I mean, the bad boys going for anyone. Like like, look at all of that. I'd show it. I'd show it. But um, yeah, I'm touching yeah. on a point similar to this actually, a bit later on. But um, yeah, I was just I was just it was something I've noted over the last kind of month really. Um, that I thought, oh, that was a, uh, I think there was an incident in an Eagles match, and I was like, oh, right, this is awesome. And then it didn't get in the highlights, and I was like, wow, that was actually quite a pivotal play, like a moment in the game there. And it doesn't, it if you don't include it, 
it, it, it felt like the highlights were missing something because I'd seen the game. But um, yeah, something worth something worth mentioning. Just an opinion, Mark. Just an opinion. Well, I apologise if I upset anyone. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> the laugh is meant to the sincerity, all that more real. Um, I'm gonna give. Leicester Riders, you just mentioned them. This is on a positive note for the Leicester. They came back from a 23-point deficit to beat Surrey Scorchers. That was huge. And that's the biggest deficit that a BBL team has come back to win from. And I think that's, a, you know, as achievement, it, the game was, it was all right. Everyone put their own air effort in. Surrey got to be frustrated. I, they, they come off their first W and they're what? up by 23. Here's the thing. You come off the first W, up by 23, and when you look at their score sheet, they got a nice, quite a, quite an even score sheet. Lots of sort of double digits. They were Lots for that. People they were in. for that home win. They really wanted it. You've got Thomas, uh, Pinson, and Asbury. Between those three. Asbury. What's his first name? What's the letter? I remember it from last time. What do you mean? You remember the letter from last? Because he, his, it, we brought him up a few times. Jalen, is it? Caleb. Caleb. Caleb Asbury. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So between them, they were like fifty points. Yeah. And oh, I, you got to say, all potential all star there. Yeah, potentially. I mean, riders. Look, historically, we, you know, we've come into this. We're fresh, as you know, many of the listeners are. We're fresh into the BBL, even though we love our school for over thirty years. It's something that's just always bypassed us ever since you know, those 80s sort of decades and it's sort of dwindling from our, our local city. Um, but it, Leicester have always had quite a strong team and they've always been, you know, in and around that top. Didn't they win it like a yeah, they, two they, years ago? Three they, years? Had a, they had a good run as well. 2021, 20, 20, I think they won it, yeah. didn't they? And, and they have been quite dominant and it was, I think there was an era where it was like, oh no, Leicester are doing it again. So, you know, they, they are have always been up that forefront. So to come, but to come back still when you're 23 points down, and it what it reminded me of is when we're in the states and we're watching Orlando Magic versus Indiana Pacers, and it was the shortest game in basketball history. Oh, I couldn't believe that. We got really good, really good seats. We got bumped up as well, and we blagged up getting right fourth row. It was amazing, and there was no fouls. It was a really clean game, so there was just no stoppages. No was no timeouts. It just ran through. Can I put a bit of context to this for our listeners? So when you go to watch the the mighty Orlando Magic, so if mighty. you're in the first, uh, I want to say 10 rows, you actually go via another entrance. So you go by a VIP entrance and you go into... Which is um, in the rear. Which is in the rear. And you go into, I just repeated what you said. What have I just said? Oh, you laughing, so I've said something. It's in the rear of the arena. Is that just BS? Oh, okay, I've lost him. Anyway, so you go in um, through this entrance, lots of security. I think we went through, what, three security, um, like, check checks. And then you go into um, like a private, I want to say restaurant. That's yeah, yeah, like underneath whole, the seats. Yeah, it's but it's um, it's uh, was it? It's a free bar. Yeah, free bar. Oh yeah. 
uh, free food. And when I say food, I'm not talking crappy food. It was uh, it was proper meals, like like a roast dinner, isn't it? <laughs> it was the first time we ate proper... Uh, on like, that holiday. Proper food in the, yeah. in the holiday, yeah. It was like a, a week in. It's like, oh, oh, these are vegetables. Oh, yeah, we're in America. We haven't eaten these for a while. Yeah, so you can choose between the different roasts you have and stuff like that. Um, and then you've got, I mean, the cupboard was amazing, wasn't it? You have to, I don't know how to describe it other than say a <laughs> cupboard. But imagine like a really wide cupboard with different shelves. And on like the top shelf will be load of Chris, second shelf, load of M&Ms, load of cookies and load of Mars bars and stuff like that. Again, it's all free. Everything in there is free. So, I mean, yeah. You had free would, beer as well? A free beer. So anyway, the whole point of this is... You do have to tip. You, I think you tip the waiter, uh, the um, the barman. Anyway, getting beside the point. So you got free beer for the first three quarters of the game. Um, so when you have the quickest game in NBA bloody history, when you're getting free beer, it was like this you want is the typical. Longest. You want the you longest. Want the longest. Game. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, another story with this. So we were with another two two people at this game, and our seats were split. There was two seats together in row four, two seats in row six. And our plan was um, Mark and I would go in row six for the first half. They yeah, would go in row four up. for the for the uh, first half and then switch it up. So um, we, we, we sat down in our seats. I mean, arguably the best basketball view I've ever had. Easily, easily. And... Um, the other two guys, they went and sat in in the other seats, and then because it was on the center court, uh, yeah, on, yeah, on the center line as well. Like it wasn't the, the like, TV view, yeah, is how yeah, it's proper say. TV view, yeah. And uh, like literally, you had like someone like the freaking Rock sat in 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 front of my in my brother, and um, this guy must have been like what six eight or something, and we were just sitting there going, oh look, that is that is bad luck having that guy in front. And then, um, no word of a lie, we had probably the smallest people. They were from alive. the forces, weren't they? They were from because um, what they do do around around lot of the stadiums, they give a certain amount of seating up to their serving forces, don't they? For like army, air force, navy. And it was two ladies who were in, I guess it was army outfits, but they came in and they must have been like four foot one or something. Oh, they were tiny. They were absolutely tiny, but they sat they down sat and it was like, wow, it's it's literally like no one's in front of us. Yeah, their, their head wasn't much higher than the back of the seat. It was like, this is fantastic. This is fantastic. And at halftime, my brother's like, do, do you want to swap? We have got a great view here. And I'm like, no, you stay there. You stay there. You're all right. <laughs> have a lovely You're time. You're right. But in that game, at one point, Orlando were down by, uh, they were up by 14. And it was like, this is amazing. It was like, we, and we, we'd watch them win. I think this is great. We're going to watch another win. We went to, down to the bar, came back with your beers. Yeah. And I was carrying your beers so you could carry more. Got there and it's like, why, why are we like two points down now? And we were, we were 12, 14 up. And they just went on a run. Yeah, we went long. It literally, it was like, what, two minutes at the you bar? Walk down the stairs, walk around, go straight in there. There's no one in the bar. And then as they see you coming, they're like, that's what he orders. There's a lemonade and there's two beers. Or it's three beers and a lemonade, I think it was. Your beers, obviously. And then literally, walk back through. Yeah. Why are we down? So not even two minutes. I mean, that's that's the excitement of basketball, that it can change that quickly, yeah. obviously. But you just thought, what's going on? What, what? And they just, I think it was, 
can't think of his name now. Mc something from Indiana, Indiana were on fire. He, I think they beat Orlando that night, from what I remember. Oh, they did, yeah. But they literally just kept feeding this guy the ball, and it was like in three, in two, in three, and he he got went on this streak. It was like a fourteen point streak in a, not in two minutes. But yeah, sorry to take over your story. No, you're but not. that's uh, it was. I just want to add context to that. That was the night I I rolled my ankle outside the Magic locker room. <laughs> well, they ended up losing by eight points in that game, and you think. Eight point loss, and sorry, this is now the back on the Leicester, Leicester Riders. Yeah, but they're up by twenty three. So up yeah, by twenty three, they'll be they'll be they frustrated lose. for themselves. I mean, it, you got to that's got to be especially when they'd come off their first win, and you think, okay, we're getting something under us. That's got to be a real shame. So, um, yeah, maybe disappointing for the uh, Southern performance there. But congratulations to Leicester on that win. Well, Mark, let me go on to my point. <laughs> You would not be impressed. You're impressed with that <laughs> footwork. That's all I'll say. Right. So, Mark, continuing on with the Surrey Scorchers, they've got their second win. They have got their second win. And what a game it was against the Plymouth City Patriots. And I've got to say, I feel sorry for Pat Riots, the legend that is Pat Riots. He had to see his team lose. And I like Pat Riots. You know I do. And um, do have a he, soft spot he's the that. mascot. I didn't realise his tongue always is hanging out the side. That's really yeah, it's cool. It's like a Scooby-Doo kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, that looks very cool. He does like this trampoline dunk every third quarter, yeah, between the third and fourth quarter. Um, so, yeah, you know, like the whole trampoline dunk. So, legend knows Pat Wrights. He had to watch. Have you ever done one of them? No. A trampoline dunk? No. I've done the wall, you know, where you jump and kick off the wall. Everyone's done that. That's probably as far as I'd have gone. Is it hard on a trampoline? It hurts your hand. Because you're just not used to it. So if you jump on it and you get a bit higher than you're probably used to, I could only tip a ball in. I couldn't dunk it. Well, I, I don't... I could dunk the small uh, the small balls. I could dunk them. And I got a tip in on one ball, but that was it. I, I just... I'm not tall enough. Well, I know where you're going. I don't think Blue, the Ports of Force mascot, is going to be able to do a dunk much. No, I'm saying, why don't you do one? Not at five foot two. Yeah, but you're the announcer. Why don't you do it? That'd be a real shock to the fans. The announcer's going to run out and he's going to do a trampoline dunk. Some old man going to do a trampoline dunk because he's too fat to have do you it seen, normally. Have you seen the clip? You said some old man. Have you seen the clip of some guy? He's clearly in his mid-40s running down an NFL pitch. And I think, and I can't remember, I think it was Kevin Hart. He posted it out and he's like, I can relate to it. And this guy starts sprinting and he's sprinting down this NFL track and you're like, he's, he's doing all right. He's like, and then his hammy goes. Oh, no. <laughs> and he starts yeah. pulling up and then it's like, his body ran out of talent. His body just went, mate, you're 40, you're not 20. <laughs> and it, it just catches shut up. Him. It shut him right down. It, it catches up. <laughs> hey, Mark, look, you're taking away the glory of the Scorchers here. No. Shut up. You're taking away the glory never. of the, the Surrey never. Scorchers with their win. Sorry, I apologise. I would never do that to you. So, look, I'm going to mention um, Paddy at Wang, the big man, number 10. Yep. Um, with 22 points, six rebounds, three assists. That's a good stat line. That's a great stat line. He also, um, oh, man, I've completely forgot the play. I completely, I've watched so much basketball, I've completely forgot the play. I want to say, no, no, I remember it now. So there's a guy called 
Um, number 12, guy called Josh Steele. Worst name ever. What's Josh. Name? Number 12. Uh, number 12 for, for Surrey, Josh Steele. So, uh, oh, I've completely lost my train of thought. Oh, that's it. So, Patriots were up by two. Patriots up by two. Josh Steele had the testicular fortitude to pull up for a free mark. Oh, really? At the like with like two seconds left. Oh, fair play to you. He bricked it. <laughs> but Paddy at Wang, the big man number ten, catches it in the air. Boom! Let's go to overtime. I thought you were saying he's he's actually nailed that. Not no, he's, no, he no. pulled up for it. No, and he bricked it. Still misses the three. <laughs> Still misses three. But the big man number ten, Wang gets that ball, Did gets you? the rebound. Takes sorry into overtime when they win 110 105. So, we've got to say a big shout out to Surrey. We've been looking well, forward to them getting their win, that's and they've got two in like 10 days now, yeah, uh, or really eight good. days, whatever it is. Um, do you go for the win or do you go for that overtime? Like, honestly, <clears throat> as, a, um, as a coach, I would always think if you you take the best shot that is available to you, I think that's surely the right answer. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You go with a better shot. Because, um, like, where you said he went for the big three. And he no, he was open. It was the right shot. In yeah, fairness exactly. to him, it was the right shot. He just, it just it yeah. wasn't fortunate enough to go. Because you have that thing of some people want to do hero ball. And, you know, I like Luca. You've seen a couple of things recently with Luca. He's done some hero ball <laughs> recently, but he's Luca, so he's got the talent that he can just. I mean, he called the bank on one of them, but you, you often. I would always want to see someone go to push to overtime. If you've got that little time left, go play for the overtime because then you can recope and go, right, now we're back on level pegging. We've got another 12, 15 minutes, whatever time we need to do. Yeah, um, I agree with your first comment. I think it's the right shot. Go for the right shot. So if if the if you've got, let's say, look, you got Steph Curry wide open through a three to yeah, win the no game, question, are you going to say, no, 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 drive in for the two? You're going to go, let it fly, let it go. Yeah, because you um, live with, I mean, you can still, we've seen DeAndre Jordan, he, he had an open layup and he, or, or dunk, and he, <laughs> do you see look, that when he bounced off? There's loads, you can think loads, um, you know, look at, uh, I don't know why this one popped in my head, Patrick Ewing, NBA, yeah. NBA, was it conference finals? Yeah. Um, he's through against Indiana, Yeah. open layup, bounce, bounces out. That's last Nick Anderson about yeah. shooting free throws. I think it's the right shot. If you're open and you're feeling good, go for it, let it fly. Let it yeah, rip. But anyway, look, you know, uh, Palette Wang, big man number 10 for Surrey Scorchers. Got to, got to highlight him this week for his uh, huge... I'm, he's got to be MVP of that game. Got you, to be. You got another BBL. You got another BBL this week. And you're talking about a coach, I believe. Oh, you want me to... Uh, yeah, I mean, this is... It's more... I was going to talk about... Um, what are you doing? You you fiddling? I'm touching levels. Yeah, mine down. Right, give me a give me give me a, give me a jingle mark. Don't matter what. Oh, like that. Right. As a coach, I thought. Let's yeah. Introduce the coach. Well, I've made a note about the coach. The main point I wanted to make was you got the Manchester Giants taking on the Cheshire Phoenix tonight, Mark. Yes. Actually, that's a bit irrelevant. For by the time you put this out, it's going to be tomorrow. So. Okay, if you listen to this, it's not tonight, it's yesterday. 
Or if you're listening yesterday, it could be tomorrow. If it's what? <laughs> yeah, you just, what? <laughs> anyway, they could be time travellers. Okay, if they're time travellers, yeah, that's yeah. It could be in seven years' time if you're time travellers. I mean, so, yeah, they, they might not use a Gregorian calendar. You don't know. Well, the Manchester Giants are taking on the Cheshire Phoenix tonight, um, and that is a big, big game. Uh, Cheshire are doing really well in the league at the moment, uh, but this is the Northwest Derby, Mark. The Northwest Derby, and last mm, time Derby. the Giants lost. 8367. Um, and the reason I just want to highlight this was because you got this derby coming up tonight, which is going to be good. But there was a great interview um, from the Manchester Giants head coach, Brian Summonian. Oh, God. Summonian. Summonian. You, you love picking the names, don't you? He scares me a bit, Mark. Really? If, if, he's, if you were playing and he said, Paul, you need to do 50 suicides now, you're going to do it. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just look at him. He's like, whatever he says, you're doing it. <laughs> um, but he's reason I just want it. It was a, it was a great, great little interview. Um, so if you have got a moment, definitely go and check that out. Did you know he's head coach and GM? Really? Yeah, he's head coach and GM. So he's got double the work. Um, he coached in his coaching history at Rucker Park, um, the famous yeah, yeah. outdoor court in New York. Um, which is always interesting. And um, he has also spent some time with the Cheshire Phoenix. Mm. And now he's returned back to Manchester and they're taking on the Phoenix. So there's a little bit, little bit of uh, history there. Um, I mean, in the table, realistically, Cheshire are fourth and Manchester are eight. But look, when you've got, an, when you got Jamal Anderson, mm. when you got him in your team... Don't matter, Mark. Yep. Don't matter. But you've got the um, uh, Cheshire Phoenix head coach. Uh, oh, man. Some of these names. Um, John Cofino, I think his name is. Now, I didn't realize John Cheshire Cofino. John. Cheshire John. Um, him and Brian Simonian, they actually were coaching in the NBA D League together. So oh, really? they're aware of each other. And ah. I think that's. That's that where they met up, as well. and that's where the link came from. So they're going head to head tonight, um, and also, I could be wrong. I haven't looked this up. It was just something I heard in a random game oh, no. as it was happening. But I think Jamel Anderson for the Manchester Giants. I'm fairly confident he actually used to be part of the Phoenix setup. So this is a big game oh, for him tonight. So okay. even though on paper. You're looking at the league and stuff like that, and on paper going, I think you know it's going to be a tough one to Giants. This is a derby, and I think there's a bit of history there with um, Jamel. So I want to say this is going to be a good game, and I think this is going to be a close game. But it's just a feeling. Who knows? But that's my point. If you haven't seen that thing, go and check out the interview by Brian Simonian, uh, head coach and GM of the Manchester Giants. Yeah. I mean, it's worth saying just uh, for upcoming games, actually. You've got Manchester Giants and Phoenix tonight. And you've also... Or yesterday. Or yesterday. And then on November the 3rd, you've got the, the Patriots are against the Gladiators. And you've also got London Lions versus Bristol Flyers, um, which will be an interesting one because obviously that's essentially first versus second. Sorry, who the Patriots playing who? 
Patriots are playing Gladiators tomorrow on, on the third. Where's that? Um, I'm guessing they're playing at. Well, it's the first team that you call out the ones of the home, aren't they? Usually, it's usually home versus away. Yeah, I mean, just you got to look at the Gladiators' home form. Yeah, at well, the moment, got to look at that. Well, Gladiators beat Riders at home, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. So you're saying they're at home? They're away. Oh, they're away. Okay. Yeah, so they're at Plymouth. The Gladiators are at Plymouth. Well, and never Plymouth, know. Plymouth was one. Of the, there's that really great um, pavilion, isn't it? Where it goes yeah, and yeah. arches up. Great call. Hey, look. If Pat Wrights is in the building, Mark, he, he, anything can happen. Anything could happen. Um, and then you've got London Lions versus the Flyers on the third as well. But that'll be interesting because, like I say, they're first and second. Is that where they're going to give the London Lions the league trophy? <laughs> well, it is in London, so... Yeah, uh, I'd be getting it out and say, look, if you're Bristol, unless you you're like, yeah, unless you lose three in a row. Look, Bristol are on a roll at the moment. They've hit seven in a row. They're going into it feeling confident. Yes, London have hit, had 11 wins, but they've also played one extra game and they've well, lost some other bits. Now I've said this, I bet Lions will lose one. I mean, it's not that we don't, we want you to fail. It's just that we want... Exciting league. An exciting league. Yeah. Well, the whole, the rest of the league's exciting. Anyone can beat anyone. I mean, I've got to say, few people got close, but no one's done it yet. Yeah. So that's on the Friday. And then on the on the um, Saturday, you've got uh, Surrey Scorchers versus Cheshire Phoenix. You've also then got Leicester Riders versus the Newcastle Eagles. And you've got Sheffield Sharks versus Manchester Giants. They're all on the Saturday. So that's three pretty great games pretty, de pretty decent games and then on Sunday you got Bristol Flyers home to the Caledonia Gladiators and the Plymouth City Patriots are home to the London Lions so you know some good basketball this week I, I don't think the league's going to change that much maybe some mid-table sort of stuff but do you want to uh, say what the league is at the moment how where the standings are at for people yeah London are at the top and everyone else can beat everyone else <laughs> I think we've summed it up, Mark. I think yeah. we. I think you. You know. I mean, Plymouth, London are flying. Plymouth are tenth at the moment. Bristol are doing Surrey, very well. Manchester. Now, what the reason I think it's interesting: sixth, fifth, fourth, and third are all tied. Caledonia, then Cheshire, then Leicester, then Sheffield Sharks. They're all on five wins, and then they will have a mixture of how many losses, depending on how many games they played. But they're effectively all tied. Which is quite, you know, an interesting mid-table. And then you've got the Giants and Scorchers sort of down near the bottom and, and Plymouth are sat at the bottom at the moment, unfortunately. Mark, I just thought, I just noticed a stat early in the season, but yeah. the difference is four, a four-point difference in league points between second and sixth. Yeah. Yeah. That That is open. That yeah. is wide open. Exactly, except for first. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. The re like the rest of it, you think, wow, like yeah. you know, anything can happen there. Yeah. So you're playing for pride and place, but you're not. You're you're, not you're, you're talking one loss somewhere, a win, win somewhere, and bam, look, someone can, you know, a, a place can change. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. That is the end of this part. But do not worry, because coming soon is the second part of this episode, and it will be available soon.